On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we'll talk about what do you bring to a demon block party? And cat's anus. And sinner in the streets, pound underground. And cat's anus. Let's do this. talk about season five episode three free to be you and me what a great title yeah 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 so uh hey we've uh you know been um releasing episodes but we're uh back <laughs> together actually on the same continent now kind of so uh here we go we are, so um, we are exactly on the same continent. Well, we are on the same continent that is, that is that is for accurate, sure for sure Ge- geographically accurate yes you're correct um but yeah, so uh, how have you been? Um, I am recovering from a great adventure through the United Kingdom and really just from through a specific parts of the United Kingdom. I uh, went to Scotland, went to Edinburgh and to Glasgow and then went down to Blackpool, England. Yep. And <laughs> look at Blackpool, England. Um, actually, it's a really fun town. Um, kind of shitty, kind of lovely. But uh, so I did some spooky things that I think people would like to hear about. Um, I think the highlight of the spookiness was the visit to the Southbridge vaults. And so the Southbridge vaults are in Edinburgh and they are underneath Cowgate. And so there's a couple of different places of underground ventures you can do in Edinburgh. Um, Some of them are touristy and fine. These are, there are only a few tours that go through them. And they're right underneath this punk rock bar that I went into that we almost got into a bar fight at. Um, like, you and like you do. And I didn't, I was unaware that underneath this was, were these vaults. And the woman who was leading the tour, who was faking a terrible Scottish accent, we think she was from, um, I think we have like a Norwegian, like maybe a Norwegian hmm. accent or an Eastern European. I don't know. We couldn't tell because, you know, there was the fake accent on top of the other accent. And yeah, but she, you know, was going off about, and you go in, right? And they have this whole room and it's set up like a coven. Right, and they're like, this is where the actual source coven of the blue dragon was. And make it sound like all mystical and old. And then you realize, like, that happened in the 80s. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that's not as spooky as, like, oh, during the 1800s, people, there was a coven down here. The 1980s, not the 1780s. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, lots of shitty things happened down there. You know, it was a, a place where basically. As a poor person, you know, homeless person and homeless families would go like rent like spaces on the floor, but there's like no light or anything in there. It's really kind of toxic and it's just, it smells very unhealthy. Um, but so like, there's all these different rooms in there and we go like, so there's one that's set up and has like the altar on it and, you know, 
very Wiccan. And then you go to another one, and there's a circle. And she's just saying, basically, it's a circle of evil, and that the coven stopped practicing in that circle because there was too many malevolent spirits in it. And then she says, nobody dares to jump in the circle. Then I jumped in the circle. Well, technically, Kelly jumped in the circle first. Then my other friend jumped in the circle. Then I jumped in the circle. And then I think I may have done a little dance of evil in the circle. Meh, maybe. Uh, so then we just kept joking every, you know, every time something bad happened, it was because of the circle. Dance but I'm like, circle. I feed off of the evil. And so we go to another room. You're like Colin Robinson, but different. Yeah, yeah you know, with red hair. Um, not a creepy baby Colin Robinson. No, no. Uh, so we go to like this other chamber in the vault and she's telling the story. I think she's talking about witches or something and just talking about how dark it gets in there. And she turns off her light and there's, you know, like 20 of us in that room and she has us all in very specific places. Then she basically pops up in front of me and like flips the fa- flashlight on in my face and just kind of like tries to do a jump scare. Did you punch her? I didn't. I just kind of looked at her. I was like, okay. And this is like, why did you pick, again, why did you pick me? Like, this is, of all the people in this circle, like, I may have just like, like poked you in the eye and been like, hey. So. I would have, I would have died. My day would have been ruined. Just so you know. Yeah. 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 No, it was fine. I was still basking in my evil glow. Uh, So that one was really cool. Um, Then in Blackpool, I did get my palm read again. And Mm -hmm. I got my palm read by Leonora Petalengro? Petulengro? We'll we'll put her her website up. Um, It's not really a website. It's a weird place where they may be stealing your credit card information. Not sure, but uh, she is the palmist to the stars. Uh, She's read, like, I think Paul the Beatles hands, uh, maybe Dolly Parton's, uh, Aretha Franklin. Like, she had a list of, like, celebrities. Uh, Hmm. So... According to her, uh, I have had uh, I've had a child. Surprise! Uh, so apparently, maybe I just like miscarried a child and didn't know or something. But apparently, I had a kid. I'm like, that's cool. Um, yeah, and that I need to put my past behind me so I can move on and be happy. And I walked out, and Kelly's like, "Is that what she told you?" And I, I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "How much was that?" I was like, twenty dollars. He's like. I pay my therapist $150 like an hour to tell me that. I'm like, yeah, just go get your palm read. And I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I should put my past behind me and move on. Uh, so, but still, she was a very, she was a, it was really cool to meet her. Uh, her, it was, it was nice to get a different reading done. Uh, yeah. Blackpool also has a spiritualist church, which I was just like, I wa- was like walking past it. It was like, what? And guess what it's yeah, I called? Got a, I, got an, I got an immediate text on that one, I yeah, think. Yeah, of course you did. Um, guess what it's called? What? Albert Road. Ooh. I know. And for those of you who don't know, like, we're obsessed with Upper and Lower Albert. That's out by high. Ooh. Yeah. Synchronicity at its finest. Uh, we, have, but, we have we have crafted in our own mind a, a whole street war between Upper and Lower Albert, Texas. It's and, real. Right, right. They really do. Like, class there's, war, there is, there really is, like, there is a whole thing about a family, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, so Albert Road Spiritualist Church, they really have mediums there. Like, it was very cool to actually see what in person. Um, And the last cool thing that I did, uh, spooky-wise, on our last night, uh, we went back, all the way back up through Scotland to fly out. And and we went to the witchery for dinner. 
It was so beautiful. It the, there's a cart like we um, ate in the main dining room, and there's just like carvings everywhere. There was a dark lord behind me, like watching me as I ate my 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 food. It was great. Uh, there was also the tattoo was going on, which is um, the military marching things that they do in Scotland, and so like people like all these military. There's a parade of some kind. Yeah, so all of these military groups from all over the world were there. And so you could see them in the window as we're eating, like, walking down the street. It was really cool. Um, And then we went and had, like, after-dinner cocktails in the secret garden. And I did request that if any witches wanted to come back with me, because that was the site of uh, many witches who were were executed. That's where they were were killed at, uh, or something like that. Uh, So I asked if any of them wanted to come back to the States, I haven't seen any evidence yet, but you never know. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're just hanging out and taking a read on things before they yeah yeah show themselves. So that was that was my trip um, in a nutshell. Uh, lots of other stories that I'm sure will come out one day. Um, but as everybody knows right now, travel uh, sucks. And yeah, even if you, yeah, even if you're like a travel like me who is, I'm used to this shit. Like it, it's not good right now, guys. It's it's, it's rough, pretty yeah. horrible. So so don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Just keep and keep that in mind. Like when you're plan for your plane to get canceled, plan for just strikes in in people working the railroad. Plan just just plan for things to be shitty, and then you'll be lower your expectations, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, hell, I had that. Just even it was just a stupid weather thing on a quick trip that I was on. Because you yep. like, I had the dumbest flight ever. 10 minutes I was flying from Houston to Dallas and I was 10 minutes from landing in Dallas and they're like so there's a weather situation and we don't have enough fuel to circle so we're gonna drive we're gonna fly to Austin so I landed in Austin sat there for 20 minutes and then we took off again and flew to Dallas I was like this makes no sense we just made a triangle but okay I'm glad we didn't run out of fuel in the air yep things make no sense right now it's all I'm not the pilot and I'm not the flight control people so Okay. I keep hearing weather. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's because I don't have to give you a voucher if it's weather. I know. Just, I'm kidding. It's not a conspiracy. No, thank you, Delta, Anyways. for my 7,500 miles. Thanks. Oh. Nice. So what's going on with you? Um, We've been just hanging. Like I said, I had a quick trip for work down to Houston. But other than that, it's been a... We do a couple really fucking rad concerts. And I alluded to them, I think, last time we recorded. But... um. Amigo the Devil and um, and the Devil Makes Three. No, I lied. Amigo the Devil and Murder by Death. That's I was going to say was. Devils Make Four? Five? No, there is a band called Devil Makes Three. But there's but so it was, it, we went and saw Amigo the Devil with Murder by Death. And uh, Amigo the Devil was fucking phenomenal. Um, it's like murder ballad, like goth folk. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. It's rad. Strong recommend if you get a chance to see him. It just a really great show, super fun. And that was really awesome. And, and then, um, and then the one I'm super excited about is we went and saw our friends, the Vandaliers. I'm repping their shirt with my jackalope being ridden by a Grim Reaper tonight. I think that's um, our jackalope tattoo. Diana and I are going to get a jackalope tattoo, and I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm in. So yeah, we went to the show um, in Dallas. It was their album release and their hometown show, and it was just a bunch of people we know and love, a um, bunch of music we adore. Um, one of the offshoot bands from Turnpike Troubadours was the, one of the openers. It's RC and the Ambers, fucking great. 
Mallory Eagle was from Oklahoma, singer-songwriter. She's fucking great. And the Vandaliers just kicked fucking ass. And it was super-duper-duper duper fun. Uh, party time. Needed Saturday to rest all day to recover kind of show. That Very was cool. awesome. And then, uh, and then we popped out. Some other friends of ours were doing a tour of Deep Ellum where they played... So Deep Ellum, if you don't know, is the entertainment district in Dallas. Uh, and they played four venues in four nights in Deep Ellum. And it was it's a joke off something the old 97s did many years ago. Um, and we were like, we hadn't made it to any. And we were like, well, we got it to the finale. So we did. And it was cool. But we were out on a Sunday and that made me sleepy. So. Yep, that was, so. you went out on a work day. Silly. Yeah, silly we don't girl. do that a lot, though. So it is what it is. It's fine. I just... Yep, yeah, old. so that was our that was our friends. The, I'll shout out our friends, the Ottoman Turks that we went and saw. So there we go. Um, yeah, good times, lots of good times. Just otherwise, I've been putting off doing some crafting, and I'm very excited about my crafting that I'm going to be doing. And Liz is excited for me that I'm going to do crafting at all because she knows I haven't been. Yeah, and any time we can find to craft, all for it. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's on your beverage palette today? Uh, plate, tonight, beverage plate, beverage. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I'm drinking uh, McPherson tri- Tricolore, so it's a tri- three three red blend. No, it's it's quite nice. That sounds How lovely. I am drinking a Graveyard, uh, which is they have a local tasting room in Dripping Springs. Graveyard. Ugh, they're spooky. Um, but the grapes are actually from California, from Paso Robles. But this is a Syrah from 2019. Um, delicious. Love it. Woohoo. All right. So, are we ready to talk supernatural? I mean, I'll be a dick. Like, do we have to talk about this episode? I don't know. So, let me be fair going into this before we before you give your 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 important back, background information last week's up last week's episode the episode two of this season was a really fascinating concept but really distressing ethically <laughs> i think that's how i would sum it up in a lot of ways and kind of just a bummer end and this one i feel like is important because there's a lot of you can tell critical pieces to the story going on but it's also kind of a fucking bummer like, there's some really funny parts, don't get me wrong. But it's kind of like, oh. And it's very stressful because it goes back and forth a lot. That's my summary. Go ahead with your background information before we get into the, rest, the episode itself. Okay. I was going to say that, you know, we, we we have cat anus coming up. So, I mean, of course we want to talk supernatural because cat butt. All right. So, uh, this title, Free to Be You and Me, actually refers to a 1970s children record and TV show called Free to Be You and Me. Um, never seen it. I didn't watch the clip. Had you ever seen it? You, no. No? Okay, whatever then. It right. sounded familiar. I mean, I know the name. I don't. don't yeah. Uh, so this first aired September 24th, 2009. It was directed by J. Miller Tobin. Uh, so he did Born Under a Bad Sign and The Very Supernatural Christmas. Uh, he recently um, did directed an episode of There's a CW show called Tom Swift. Have you heard, heard of it? That? I don't know it. Yeah, it actually it looks really interesting. And but there's angels in it, so I was like, I I said like all my shows have to have demons and angels. And so like the summary for like his episode starts off with like Tom's mysterious garden guardian angel Rowan makes an urgent plea for help in rescuing a missing scientist targeted by the same anti tech conspiracy that sabotaged Baron Swift's ship. 
and you're like, I'm in. Um, I kind of want to see this. I have a side note on D- Angels. I'm sorry. Have you watched Sandman yet? I watched the, I think I'm f- three or four episodes in. Okay, I haven't started it yet. I was just curious. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's um, it's gorgeous as yeah. to be expected. Uh, it's a little slow. Okay. Um, there is a very distressing scene where it's kind of like, did the dog die? There should be a website called did the baby dragon die before you? Yeah. Yeah. So I had to like walk out and like the room and come back like five minutes later while things were happening. But, um, recommend it. It's, it's slow, but I plan to watch it. I just haven't started yet. And I figured you had it. I feel like it's relevant to the people that will listen to this. Yep. Yep. So, and, uh, this is also written by Jeremy Carver. So, um, so that's the the nutshell on the production. Okay. Don't think there's anything else. Kind of there maybe one or oh, there's a deleted scene from here that we'll get to mm-hmm. eventually. I'm not sure where we should talk about it, but mm-hmm. uh, let's just go jump in. Uh, did you watch the Did you watch the recap? I did. So you knew Jessica was. Yeah, in I knew there. we'd be. I knew we'd be seeing Jess in this episode, um, and, and a few other bits in here. Yeah, no, I watched it. I. I I, I did so I kind of like kind of it's it's this useful it kind of sets the tone of like what you're gonna expect a mm-hmm. little bit because it can't really they always make really they're really methodical in highlighting the things that are gonna be relevant to this episode so um yeah so we start off with uh Sam sleeping at the Great Plains Motel or trying to because he's not really being able to sleep he's not and the Great Plains Motel is also a club a bar a grill and a patio. Yeah, lots of things. <laughs> I was like, and then multi, I'm just like, kind of like purpose facility. So multi is like, you're just like, we're just gonna check all these boxes. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta figure out what you can monetize, man. Um. <laughs> so anyway, so then he sees Jess, Jessica in bed with him. He thinks he's dreaming, and she said she asked what he's doing. So basically, this is what we appears to be what we've seen him deal with before when he was dealing with his addiction of utilizing visions of members of his life to play his subconscious at this point. Yeah. And he's doing a lot of deep sigh and puppy dog eyes here. Yeah. Like that seems to be a lot of the, Oh, I miss you. I miss you. Look at you in your little white nightgown. And she's like fucking with his guilt and all this kind of stuff a little bit about how, and and accuses him of running away from himself. Yeah, and she gets very dark, which makes you think oh, yeah. that something is like is not it's quite like, right. I don't remember like just being this emo, right? No. And you know, just it, but Sam is also we see him diving into this thing that just irritates the fuck out of me, and that is the well, I'm a freak, you know, and yeah. I, I, I tried to be normal but it didn't work, so now I just accept that I'm a freak. Man. And yeah, and again, I think it's just from someone who tries so hard to. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think I had like freak written across my jeans. Like, I was. We were very proud of that word when we were in the in the nineties. We were. Yeah, we were. You would. You owned that shit. Yep. Yep. I'm. I'm not like that. I'm a freak. I'm a freak. And then, but she also the one line I want to say before we move on. Um, he she told him that I was dead from the moment we met. Yeah, and I was like, damn. That was girl, harsh. That is that is Super a hard. Super harsh. When you run, people die, but you never change. Anyway, it, it, but like also, so it's really dark for Jess. But thinking back to previous episodes from the, from the end of last season with the addiction and all that, you saw him have these visions where it was members of people, people he cared yep. about 
playing, saying things that they would never say and didn't say. And now we know also it's probably some other intervention there. But you never know. Like, it was kind of like, okay, this could just be his subconscious fucking with him again. Either way, it's fucking depressing. Oh, totally depressing. So Yeah. So I get what you say about, like, it it starts off, like, as a bummer. We're already in, we're in bummer town. We're in bum land. Bummer town. Bum bum fuck town. Like, we're we're bumping. Okay, moving on. And then we get, and then we get some Skinnered. We get a lot of Skinnered. Like the entire song, Simple Man, from start to finish, like the whole fucking song, which is not yeah. a short song. I should look it up. And I think they looped it. It was long. It seems like it was half the episode we were listening to the song. Um, Maybe we were. I don't know. Felt like it. What, uh, it's one evil, week earlier. That's the evil circles problem for me now is I had to listen to Skinner over and over again. <laughs> and no, I mean, like, I don't hate Skinner, but good Lord. Um, I don't hate Skinner. I hate Skinnerd fans, and I've been around enough Skinnerd fans that now I also just associate it with, with them. The, with There's bands I dislike because I don't like their audience, mm-hmm. and it makes me and it makes me not like the band. So I understand that completely. Yep, yep. yep. I won't name them because I will gain enemies. Um, so, uh, "Simple Man" by Leonard Skinnerd's playing, and basically we have a series back and forth of just shot of. Sam by himself, shot of Dean doing stuff by himself, shot of Sam doing stuff by himself, shot of Dean doing stuff by himself, including um, Sam gets shows up at this hotel. Dean is at a hospital, at Taft Memorial Hospital in Pennsylvania with a knife in his waistband of his suit. We've got Sam burning all of his IDs and credit card. Meh. Well, also, would that even work? Like, if I'm going to destroy some IDs, I don't think lighter fluid on plastic is how long would it have to take for those to melt? Like, I would just cut There's them up. better ways. Throw, yeah. them, throw them out. Also, I feel like you spent a lot of time making those fake IDs or buying them. Well, and he's and like, the what, is he going to adopt this one? Is he just adopting one identity and going to live in that fucking motel forever? This seems like a very, like, not well thought out plan. No, this is this is rash, and I don't agree. But uh, yeah, so we know Dean is also going against. Uh, I just want to say this word: exsanguinated. Oh yeah, he's going to talk to. Um, he introduces himself as Detective Bill Buckner, which was a MLB player, by the way. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, thankfully, Supernatural Wiki told me that because I'm like, what ba- what band is Bill Buckner in? And then I was like, oh, sports, ball. which is kind of a throwback to now the brothers are separated and they're t- he's got a baseball theme, which ties back to their Ooh. other brother that was separated from them, who was went to the baseball game with John. Anyways, that's probably a stretch. They, I don't know if somebody thought that out, but I thought yeah, of it. we'll run so, with yeah. it. Very yeah. insightful, Diana. Very okay. insightful. So, uh, Dean's asking this corner about ex- exsanguinated, exsanguinated patients. It is such a fun word. Isn't it a good it, word? Right? It is. And so, so we know Dean's working a job. Sam gets a job at a bar. And um, Dean kills a vampire and says, eat it Twilight. <laughs> Which I did. Yeah. If, if you're going to have a snappy line as you're, as you're murdering somebody, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, but then we compare it, but they do, they do a really good job on this. I know I bitched a little bit about like the back and forth, the back and forth, the first couple like cuts back and forth. You don't like really see it. It's not totally synced up, but this point is where you really kind of see it sync up because Dean stabs a vampire using a knife. Sam is slicing lemons with a knife 
And then you've got Dean stabbing with blood splatter everywhere while Sam's got lemon juice in his face. And so it was, that was really a well done um, aspect of comparing and contrasting what they were doing while that was there was they both involve knives, but dramatically yeah. different yeah, outcomes. The, the editing on it was fantastic. I really like that. Yeah. So and then, um, you know, we've got Dean at trunk and Sam getting checked out by the chick thirsty that works bartender. At the bar. Yep. Yeah. And Sam washing the bar top, and Dean washing baby, and well, washing blood off of baby, which was disturbing. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's gonna ruin the paint. <laughs> uh, have you have you washed blood off of Duchess yet? No. Okay. Well, you don't know. <laughs> no, Duchess is still in the shop. Oh, poor Duchess. It's very, it's very sad. She should be back shortly. It's very sad. So, anyway, so we, finally we hear the end of the Skinnerd song, so this montage can end. <laughs> well, at least they also they they do bring they it back it in. in. Yeah. So Dean's actually listening to it as he's driving, which is a good touch. But he's, and he looks over to really where Sam would be sitting. It. Yeah, but he looks over to where Sam would be sitting and looks sad. Do you think like he wanted to jam with Sam? Like be like, I'm a simple man, and he's like, Oh, I'm a simple man. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. I probably, but then he realized he was by himself. Yep. And it's fun to jam out by yourself sometimes, but it's more fun to jam out with somebody sometimes. Eh, they have their moments. All right. So now, Cat, uh, now Dean is back at his hotel, his, his motel that he's at in Pennsylvania, and Cass shows up and scares, startles Dean pretty bad. And um, apparently, he's like, "How the fuck did you find me? Because you're not supposed to be able to find me now." And apparently, Bobby told Castiel where Dean was. And and when he flaps in, he flaps in, oh, so close to Dean. Oh, oh, so close. Yeah, because he's an angel and he's not aware of human things like personal space. So mm, Sure, that's why. They ask. They so, were going to kiss. You see, they're, they're like right now they're face to face. They're so about to make out. I don't understand why. Anyways, never mind. Doesn't matter. Because now that I'm. Now, crazy. What? <laughs> Never. I didn't actually animate a GIF like having Destiel fly up. Oh, I, um, I saw a screenshot. <laughs> I didn't set that as a thumbnail for the first episode that we're putting onto YouTube. No, I never. Oh. Anyhow, um, so so um, Dean tells Ka- Cass that he broke up with Sam. Yeah, they're on separate vacations, and Dean just really wants his necklace back. But Cassiel's like, I haven't How got a dog yet. How does this not sound like a gay man's fight? I'm sorry. Like, me and my boyfriend just broke up. We're on separate vacations. Please, can I have my necklace back now? Because Sam's not his boyfriend. It's his brother, <laughs> number one. I just and... know I've been, I've been in an apartment where this fight has happened. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, okay, sorry. So moving Castiel's on. still looking for God. and uh, But in the meantime, he needs help with something else. And... Um, they need to find the archangel, the archangel that killed Castiel, Raphael. And this is where we start our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle jokes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Angel. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a favorite Ninja Turtle? Rachel. Was that her, was that her name? I don't know. I liked her and I liked the, 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 the rat. Okay. I really wasn't Splinter into. Splinter was the rat. Yeah. Splinter oh. was the rat. And what was her name? I blanked on it. I could have told you otherwise. Damn it. I feel um, like she's a Rachel or a Megan or an Amy or a, well, I I was a, I was a some white girl name. Fan. I'm like Jennifer. I was Sarah, a Donatello Melissa. fan. Melissa. I was a Donatello <laughs> fan because he had the purple. Um, 
Is that why color? you like the purple, or did you like him because he had the purple? Uh, I liked him because he had the purple, and mm-hmm. he had a bow, which I thought was a really cool weapon. It's a big fucking stick, and you hit people with it. See, I think I also missed, like, I'm a couple years older than you, so yeah. I think Ninja Turtles was just after my time, so I really, like, they weren't part of my cartoon rotation. That's fair. I also had, there's a bunch of boys around my age in my neighborhood, and I think that probably also impacted it. Well, um, I was like April he- O'Neil was April. Her name, by the way. See, I told you, uh, but yeah, I mean, I was like He Man, GI yeah. Joe. I oh, still yeah. like bo- yeah boy stuff. It was just earlier, and then yeah, yeah. All right, so, so yeah, sorry, derailed by Teenage Mutant Ninja Angel. It, it happens, um, yeah, like you do. And basically, Cassiel thinks heard that Raphael's on Earth, and so we need to trap and interrogate an Archangel because that sounds easy. It does. It does. We also learned that when Cass boops somebody, they get constipated. Yes, because he's about to boop uh, Dean so they can go to um, Maine, where Raphael has been spotted, apparently. And uh, Dean informs us that he didn't poop for a week last time he got booped. Well, I think it's also kind of like, you know, the travel shy, like pooping. Like, you know, when you go on vacation, sometimes you don't poop for the first couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know, though. It, I think it's like different. Like, multiplied. No. Uh, uh, maybe so. But also, with wa- the way Dean drinks and eats, he sh- probably has no problems with that. All right, so we're going to go back to the bar. And we learn that Sam has a new name. Yeah, he's going by Keith. Ugh. So, Sorry if your name is Keith. Um, yeah, it's also, like, a weird... So here's my thing, too. Like, I get it's easier to guess if it's closer to the, your actual name. But also, doesn't it just seem easier to more naturally react if it's close to your actual name? Also, who gives a shit? Like, you're in a small town in Oklahoma. Like, just yeah, use they're, Sam. They're not going to piece it together. Yeah, yeah, use Sam. Like, maybe change yeah. your last name. Like, whatever. But no one fucking knows. Ugh. No. And waitress, uh, bartender chick, Lindsay, as we learn her name is, um, basically is calling... Sam, a.k.a. Keith, out for being smarter than he's letting on because he did a crossword puzzle. Oh, and he did the New York Times Saturday crossword puzzle, which is not the hard one. Sunday is the hard one. And no, like, Saturday is like, the Saturday's fun one. not the hard one. Yeah, I was yeah like, Saturday is the one that usually one. has, like, and I haven't done them in forever, but they're the ones right. that used to have, like, the fun anagram or whatever that was in the middle. Like, you had to guess, like, what the mm-hmm. theme was. And I, I always like that because it's like a wordle, right? Like, I have clues. Yeah. I can figure stuff out. But, yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, say, I thought, I thought, I thought Sunday was the difficult one, so it was weird. Also, Oklahoma. So, I mean, he could, like, <laughs> Small write. Small town in Oklahoma. A, it, she, you, pretty sure you, she was like, you did Sudoku. <laughs> You're a fucking genius. <gasps> uh, so, she wants to bet on darts. And if she wins, that she gets to hear his life story. And so, he's like, sure. And throws a bunch of bullseyes. Yeah, but and that only makes her want him more. Um, he is mysterioso and also unattainable. Yeah. So, I mean, as all women know, well, one, he's hot. So you have this hot man who clearly has a mysterious past that he's not telling you. Yeah, and he's the smartest person in your small town, and probably the best looking that has like come through like Oklahoma in a while. Like, yeah. I, it's this looks like a small town, and Lindsay probably doesn't have a lot of options. Yeah. So, and then we hear on the news in the background that um, there's lightning, hail, and fires, and some places looking at mandatory evacuations. 
And the bartender makes a reference to the end of the world, which makes Sam very concerned face. Very concerned face. But you knew that was happening, Sam. Like, this is not news. Very concerned. You started the yes, apocalypse. The apocalypse you started is happening, motherfucker. What? what? Oh, my God. No, there was. And also, it's Oklahoma, right? So they said. I mean, was to it, be like, fair, they have weird weather and fires anyways. <laughs> that's what I said. They have hail and fire. I'm like. Yeah, it's Oklahoma. Like, if they're not getting hit with, like, a dozen tornadoes and, like, cows shooting fire, like, it's just a normal day. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So we cut back to good old uh, Dean and Castiel in Maine. And they are at the sheriff's office where apparently this deputy saw the archangel. So they want to ask this deputy, like, hey, where the fuck's this guy that became an archangel? And he tells them a crazy story. He really, really does. Now, to be fair, also, before he tells the crazy story, Castiel does a terrible job at being undercover with Dean. Yes, they're playing FBI. Uh, Dean introduces himself as a character from Midnight Run. And um, so he he said the name of the FBI agent in there, which was Alonzo Mosley, and that uh, Cass was Eddie Muscone, which is a bail bondsman in the same movie. So... He's just pulling his names out from everywhere now. So now we're into movies. Now we're in Midnight yeah. Run. Uh, but yes, uh, Cass like trying to flash his badge and like Dean just being like, the. Uh, it was really good physical comedy though in that scene in their entrance. It was good physical comedy. Um, I don't think that Dean does a great job of pl- like thinking on his feet. You know, so like when Cass is saying awkward things, like and the sheriff is like, "What's causing it?" and Cass is like, "Well, it's angels and demons, probably." And yeah. Dean's just like, "You know, demons like drinking." And I'm like, "Just say they were gangs, man. That's hell's angels." And yeah, then, that's where like, my mind was. I always gonna say it was gangs, and then he didn't, and I was like, "Well, that was stupid." You just fumbled that. You fumbled that pass, man. I mean, yeah. a sports ball reference. Whoa! And I think Whoa. I did it right. I said it right. That's insane. You did. That evil circle's that. paying off. All right. So, um, so. there's this there is this crazy gas explosion. Yeah, at a, at a at the gas station mechanic shop thing. And he said it was just like the whole place was leveled, it was just awful, like it sounds like a whole lot of people did. And then there's one guy just kneeling without a scratch on him. He happens to be a local mechanic that works there named Donnie Finnegan. I fit a man, but Finnegan, whatever. Uh, So, uh, so, but like Dean's like, well, clearly this guy's gone, right? And he was like, no, he's at he's at the hospital. He's at the hospital, (laughs) right down the road. So they go to the hospital to go visit Donnie, and Donnie is um, not well. Yeah, he he looks like he's taking a little mental vacation in his wheelchair. He's just he's just chilling out there, you know. He is not there but also it looks very quiet and peaceful whatever he's doing he looks fine (laughs) he doesn't look tormented i'm just like oh that looks lovely he's just sitting there in the quiet nobody's fucking bothering him until someone (laughs) like decides to light a fire around him but uh, apparently he is now an empty vessel and dean asks if that will be him if michael jumps his bones and dean tells him oh no michael is more powerful it will be much worse Again, see, jumping bones. This, there's just a whole gay soap, soap opera right in the back of this. I'll cut that one out. Okay, so. Uh, 
so yeah, so but so that's what we were. And then we're, we cut to Sam. I know we don't want to do a bunch of back and forth, but this no, one I think no, is we, important. Uh, is. So we cut to Sam, and he's got his laptop open to the Worldwide Archive, Archive Library. Library. Oh, I was just like, who came up with this? Like the worst title ever. Like, oh, so yeah, I'm going to go through the database of the World Worldwide Archive Library and to go find it. But he and like, and is on a page of the Book of Revelation, right? And I'm like, right. don't you just have a Bible? Like, why are you looking at the old like? Unless Come you're, on, you're in a motel in Oklahoma. There's fucking a Bible in there. There's probably three Bibles in there because <laughs> all of them came by. So you've got the Gideon, you've got the Mormon, and then there's like probably a third Bible of just that Esther came by and Esther is like, you've got to put this in here. And they're like, sure, Esther. Uh, so there's plenty of other, like maybe you're looking for a specific passage in that very specific book, but it's weird. Yeah. But yeah. we do. So, yeah. Go ahead. But we've got, you know, he is reading this and then he pulls out his phone and scrolling through his contacts on his flip phone. Like you do. And yeah, stops on Dean and then scrolls back and calls Bobby. So we get to see Bobby. Yay, Bobby. But Bobby's and Bobby's in a wheelchair and he's sad. He's so crabby. Bobby in a wheelchair. Um, but he's telling Bobby about the revelation omens that he's seeing where he's at in Oklahoma, which are hail, fire, and then blood. Yeah, we also learned that the Oklahoma he's in is Garber, which I actually yeah. didn't look up if it was a real place. It doesn't sound like a great place if it is. Um, so, um, not shitting on Garber, Oklahoma. I'm sure you guys are fantastic. All right. So, the omens he sees. And he's like, all right, listen to this. And upon his rising, there shall be hail and fire mixed blood. Mm-hmm. And Bobby so he's, he's is just like, like and, hey. And he's like, okay, why are you calling? <laughs> And he's like, well, I thought you would send a hunter. And he's like, uh, the best man for the job is already there. Duh. And uh, Sam says, I'm going to sit this one out. And hangs up. Meh. I'm not hiding right now. I'm on vacation. I can't do anything. Meh. Uh, so, but uh, Bobby, I think, is completely appropriate to be like, why the fuck should I bother you risk somebody else's life when the best hunter is right there? Yeah. So Buck, buckle up, Sam. Uh, yeah. So then we're gonna cut to Dean and he's squatting again. Is a squat, right? That's, that's yeah. He's was, squatting. Yeah. Dean's in a Dean's squatting in a creepy house again. Well, he seems. I mean, he's got a. He's consistent, I guess. But it looks like a. I mean, there's power and stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a nice-ish house. It's just empty and as you know, disappear. having known people who have squatted in the past, um, their houses right. were really gross. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot nicer than like sea squat or like you know any of the other ones. Fair. Um, so we get. Um, He's he's walking around the house and and Castiel shows up and apparently he was just just over in Jerusalem no biggie uh, and <laughs> I thought it was funny Dean asks how it was and arid okay, yeah probably accurate fair fair is oh man it was like okay no I was I was really something very ignorant about about geography because I know like never mind we're not gonna we're, I. Okay. There you go. So, uh, but so- Castiel has a very <laughs> rustic, a very rustic jug with him, as I described it, and ooh, apparently ooh, ooh, it ooh. is full of um, expensive and rare special oil. That he's gonna rub Dean down with. 
so it's it's a rustic jug. Well, it sounds like you know, it's artisanal. It's artisanal oil. And so I you had to go all the way to Jerusalem to go to this farmer's market to pick it up. <laughs> and there's just a hipster guy like, the, the, you know, the, the Jerusalem. Just, just some random hipster dude that happens to be in Jerusalem has nothing to do with any religious background at all. I'm sure Jerusalem is full of hipsters. I'm I'm quite sure there are there are hipsters sure. there. Uh, so uh, Dean basically is just like, hey, like uh, asking like Cass how hard this is going to be, and like, will this be harder than catching a hurricane in a butterfly net? And Cass is just like, well, I mean, like you'll survive. I won't, but you'll be fine. Right. And this is when Dean's like, but wait, this is going to be your last night on Earth. What do you want to do? And Castile has nothing to say. So Dean tries to kind of pry out of him things he hasn't done and maybe wants to experience and figures out that Castiel is a virgin. And Dean can't allow him to die a virgin. Now, I have problems with this because we know that this vessel is not a virgin because he has a child and a wife. Mm-hmm. So your problem is that so the is vest- Castiel now the vessel at this point? Like, has this, because of how they left it and his family left, and they just decided this was it for safety and went away. Does this body is this body now actually Castiel's, or does it still belong to this human? Is it still Jimmy Novak's? Yeah, I mean. He was resurrected into Jimmy Novak's form. Whether or not Jimmy Novak is still in there, I don't think so. I think Jimmy Novak is in heaven, as we saw like during the other one. But mm-hmm. I like that that's the problem you have with it, not the fact that Dean tells his lover, Cass, that you're not going to die a virgin. And he literally just says, I won't let you die a virgin. And takes him somewhere else. But take maybe, it's a back, maybe it's a backup plan. I don't know. He also says that Bert and Ernie are gay. And it's one of the two things he knows we're certain. And I'm like, that is a random fact for you to be very certain about. Alrighty then. Yeah. But we're going to go back to Oklahoma before we get to figure out where they're going. Yeah. And somebody is calling out Sam's name. He's yeah. trying and to ignore it. And this yeah. is the problem when you name yourself something else. It, it is. is. Yep. See, that's the thing. So they make up some dumb story about his middle name being Sam. So his name is Keith Sam, which is does not flow. So it's dumb. Um, but we figure out. That, so basically, these guys but are Keith looking Samuel for Keith Samuel is fine. That's not. It's fine. I don't know why people are so like, upset about it. They make a big deal about it, and I was like, "Well, Keith Samuel. I mean, it's whatever. It's not like and, Randy Johnson or something, right? Like it's." Apologize right. if you're like Johnson. It's not like some like weird like dirty combination or something. Yeah, it's just it's like it doesn't flow, but okay. It's not dicks on butts. <laughs> so uh, apparently, it's a, obviously, these are hunters that are looking for Sam, and they tell they call themselves hunting buddies. That's our big cue that we know this, and they're playing along because they realize that Sam is hiding who he is. So well, as a um, hunter too, right? I mean, this just to right, me, they, like, they, these guys take up aliases all the time. It, it just seems like this would be natural, and they do kind of play this off well. I mean, these are hunting buddies. My father in Oklahoma is probably a pretty good alibi. The fact yeah. that Lindsay is shocked by someone being a hunter in Oklahoma—that's weird. 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 Yes, it's like, yeah, what do you? 
Okay, that doesn't mean I'm anything. sure she like yeah. pulls out her gun and like puts on like her like camo and just like let's go, let's go. She's like got, she got she got her real tree boots. She yeah, ready? let's go shoot some pigs. Yeah. So anyway, so they go. So Sam goes to talk to them, and basically Bobby had called them because they figured out that there were definitely demons, go, you know, hanging out in this town. So, they're just hanging out. They're having a party. Yeah, a demon demon party. block party. Demon ooh, block party. Ooh. Liz just wants to know where her invite is. Exactly. Um, so I got uh, you, circle bitches. All right. <laughs> so, uh, but then they start giving him shit. Yeah, because he doesn't want to help. He wants to sit in out. I can't help. Man. Yeah, I also say, like come up with a ba- better. Yeah. I like the what baggage is so heavy it can't be stored away for the freaking apocalypse. And so at this point, how did they know? Like, and we get into this later, but this is another one that kind of like, eh, like some people know that Sam started the apocalypse, but not everybody, but they know it's an apocalypse. They know it's like, an apocalypse, but they don't know why it's an apocalypse. It's an apocalypse. I don't, I don't get it. And I feel like Sam kind of come up with a better lie than just I'm having cramps or whatever he says. Cause I think, you know, just like I sprained my ankle. I, you know, like, like something oh. like fake an injury. Just be like, dude, man, like I've got this chlamydia and it won't <laughs> go away. My syphilis is like taking over like something like that would make sense. I'm having a flare up right now. <laughs> just anything, you know, just like, uh, come up with something like, but so they, I'm, ha- they I'm find, having they personal finally, problems. Yeah. They finally concede and they leave though. And Lindsay's dumbass. So your parents were drunk when they named you and you shoot Bambi. Yeah, I think this is the point where I'll tell you what was cut from this from this episode. Apparently, there's a scene of Sam and Lindsay doing it that got cut, and they used it like there's a bit of it in the promo that, that they use on. Uh, I think it was still was it WB or CW? I don't CW at this time. Yeah, um, so I'm glad they cut that. I don't want to see Lindsay and Sam bonk because I am not a fan. <laughs> No. Of Thirsty Lindsay. I know she's just trying to do get what she can because she's in Oklahoma and she's a very limited market. But it's a lot. Hmm. Let let him go. Yeah, Clearly, that's just a dumb line because, like, if you're trying to endear yourself to him, okay, I already get you. He's, you think he's mysterious, but, like, it's still dumb. Anyway. Also, like, Lindsay, fucking red flags are starting to pop up, right? This guy, yeah, like, some, this he's got a sketch. fake name. He's not Sketchy. telling you shit. Like, yeah, he's hot. Like, all of these things. Like, boom, boom, boom. Like, there's a reason he's single and in Oklahoma. And using a fake name. Mm. Just- it's not going to be good. He, you're going to find out he's got a prison record for meth. It's Oklahoma. <laughs> like, that's actually what is going to happen. <laughs> I'm not saying that I speak uh, that from experience, but so. yeah. So she insists though, that she's going to buy him dinner and get him to tell everything about his life. And so there we go. She just pushes him to it. Just push, 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 push. push him. Right. But and we're going to flash to someplace else where Dean has taken Cass to a den of iniquity. Also a great word. It's a great word. That was actually the name of one of my band's albums, Den of Iniquity. So you Which is really want... funny because that is something I would say, like, name of my next album. And Diana's like, no, I actually had an album named that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, band I was in uh, about, was that almost 10 years ago? Yeah, something like we that. We don't do math anyway. on the show. 
There's no Sawdoff Sick. I think you might find it online. It's I'm not on most of the recordings because I joined the band after they did it, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, like my band. There we go. Uh, yeah, so here we go. Um, and they are... Uh, Cassiel is sweating quite nervously in this place, by the way. And Dean's like, you've already rebelled against heaven. Why are you care? Which is pretty funny. Um, and uh, so they... We have a young lady approach Castiel. In a white nightgown. In a white nighty. And uh, her name is Chastity. Uh-huh. Because of course it is. Yep, yep, yep. And so uh, they lead her. She leads Castiel away to go have some private time. And Dean yeah, and, yeah, as they're going away, uh, Dean says, um, okay, oh, I should be able to say this, uh, Dayenu, D-A-Y-E-N-U, and I had to look it up because I was like, I was like, wait, did I not understand what you said? Uh, did I have a stroke? But apparently, it's a Hebrew word, and it is a name of a very famous Passover song of giving thanks. And so this means to be grateful to God for these gifts, and that's what he says before he starts giving him cash. Nice, yeah. And uh, he makes a comment about no credit cards and only the basics. Don't order off the menu. At this point, I'm also like, Cass doesn't even know what the basics are. Like, I was going to say, I was like, does, does he know what the menu is? Let's just... But also, I mean, the uh, But he's in a human body, so does he know general... Like, that's where like my mind gets blown. Counter-argument, yeah. Cass has also been an angel for thousands of years, peeping in on people. How do you not know from. how people fuck? Like right. that's all I would be doing if I was like a watcher angel and had thousands of years. I'd be like, "What's going on in that room?" Like, I would oh, totally fucking yeah. I'd be per- like earlier. Uh, I joined this broadcast before Diana had joined, and it was just like her house and the ca- like an empty camera, and I did feel like a stalker. And yeah, this is a, this was a view. If you're watching the video, this is a view I got earlier, and all I could hear was Dave and Babe talking in the background. And I'm like, okay, this is I'm very uncomfortable now. Please you know, don't like have it was sex. Just talking, you heard? God, I hope that was just talking. Um, so <laughs> anyhow, um, so oh. Dean is cheersing a sex worker because he's yes. making friends. I mean, honestly, if I was in a, a den of iniquity, I would be making. I would have so many questions. I'd be, I'm so par- so sorry, madam. Like, please tell me everything about your life. And yeah. yeah. So then we hear screaming from the back, um, where Castiel had left to. And at first Dean, you're like, did he order off the menu? Oh well, now Dean knows that that is not what is going down because he just knows. So he runs back there and. Uh, she is cursing at uh, Chastity is cursing out Castiel, throwing money back at him and yelling at Dean and uh, runs off. And uh, Dean asks Castiel what he did. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I think Chastity may have overreacted. Uh, so apparently Cass read her mind and told her that it was not her fault that her dad ran off. And Dean lovingly points out that daddy issues fuel most of the sex industry, which is a bias, not true. But um, at the same time, um, Chastity. Pull it together. The worst things have happened to you in this house of in this dinner. Right? I'm like, oh, that's like, the worst oh, thing. Some, that's ta- the worst thing somebody said to, to you? you? Oh, my God. Oh, dare How dare he talk to you? Uh, so, uh, 
I feel like the writing there, like you could have come up with something a little more, a little, a little better. But anyhow, so but Dean thinks this is fucking hysterical, hysterical, and they get out. They have to sneak out the back because the bouncers are coming, and he is uh, saying it's been years since he laughed that hard. So we cut to Dean, uh, sorry, to Sam, aka Keith, on a date with Lindsay. Ugh. And uh, she obviously doesn't believe that those were hunting bodies. And so he's trying to play it off that they were in the same business. And she wants to know about it. But he he's doing a pretty good job of kind of like changing the subject. And she falls for it really easily. Yep. She mm. thinks he was like in Witsack and that he was in the mafia. And you know that's working for her. She's like, oh, I love this bad boy. Um, oh, he hot. did something. And then she's like, hey. What were you addicted to? I'm like, what the fuck, Lindsay? Like, yeah. back the fuck off. Like, I, you pull out. What, what are you in recovery for? This is my first date question. Like, what the fuck? What is, this is a lot, Thirsty Lindsay. Like, you need to step back a little bit. Because any man or woman or whoever, whatever person you're, you have gone too far. That's you, a lot. You've pushed a little bit too of, much. We're going to call this an overstep. As an overstep. And, and Sam's yeah. just trying to play it off. I know it's because, you know, like, he's trying to be, he's trying to be nice and cover up his shit. But at the same time, yeah. I'd be like, the state's over. Yeah. See you. Yeah. I'll see you at work. And, and it's going to be she awkward. Pulls out, I mean, she pulls out her sobriety coin and they make a reference to how they both work at bars and how weird that is or whatever. But, um, and she's trying to give him the pep talk about being in recovery, about no one's ever done anything so bad they can't be forgiven or changed. Which is a nice thought, right? And, and it is true, right? Like, I mean, especially if you're going in the, the moral compass of the show, yeah. that you can be for, you can forgive yourself. You can be forgiven. There's nothing... Okay, starting the apocalypse. Uh, yeah, that's iffy. I don't know. Like, I mean, eh, whatever. Uh, so, we're, but we're, like, while we're pondering, can you be forgiven for starting the apocalypse? We're going to cut to the hospital. Yeah. And Dean Perving. Well, she was really cute. She was cute, but we don't need that much of douchiness. I need less douche Dean. Uh, okay. But so then we're just going to start a fire at a hospital. Right, because they've got to make a circle with the oil from the rustic jug from the farmer's market in Jerusalem. <laughs> and uh, they've got to make a, a circle in the, with the oil and light it on fire around Donnie's wheelchair. No yeah. one in this hospital notices a... Nope. Two and, random dudes going into the room, closing the door, closing the blinds, and starting a fire. Like, even with the blinds closed, you could see the fire from the other side. Yes. Uh, I mean, granted, maybe these nurses in Maine are on their game, but I think someone, an orderly or somebody like, hey, what's this weird light coming from this room? But cool, whatever. Like, we're going to do our Gregorian chants, because that's our theme for the season, okay. uh, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. And um, Cassiel kind of explains how this opens a phone line between the vessel and an angel. Um, and I think he's just back. saying cell phone carriers. Like, I heard, like, Nokia. <laughs> I think Verizon was in there. Um, kind of oh, to my T-Mobile. Sprint. <laughs> um, and uh, then he calls. He goes, uh, what is it? I'm, I'm here, Raphael. Come and get me, you little bastard. Ooh, taunting. Taunt that Raphael, Cass. Oh. Get him. Get him. And so um, Dean's like, how long is this going to take? And then they leave. 
Because I guess it, like, it's kind of abrupt. I'm just like, this part, you're like, wait, what? What happened? Yeah, I feel like something, work. I feel like something is cut here, right? So, like, yeah, they go odd. back, they cut to the house, and apparently right. that was all day. So yeah. they just had this fire burning in a circle all day. <laughs> And nothing happened. So then they go back to the house, and then guess who's there? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Angel. Yeah, Raphael's there. And there's lightning in the house, too. It's kind of cool. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Not safe. No, uh, I mean, I don't cool. want it in my house. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And then we start getting a dick measuring contest between Dean and Raphael. Yeah. And, and uh, then they successfully trap Raphael with another circle of oil in an abandoned house that seems like a major fire hazard once again at least the hospital had like tile this is gonna have like a wood subfloor if not wood floors very dangerous strongly recommend against it yeah i mean also how is this fire which apparently is burning very brightly like not leaping to anything else like it's all just staying in this circle i guess it's magical but it's that really special oil from that jerusalem farmers (laughs) i love that special hipster oil yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I, oh, now I had to think of like what the name of it would be. We'll come. We'll come back to that at some point. We'll figure out what the name of the oil is. Uh, okay. So, but in the taunting back and forth, uh, you know, Draffiel is just like, I'm just going to take you to Michael now. I know where you are. And Dean's yeah. just like, I've got a beer. Like, just like, I was going to drink what? my beer and yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah. And he and, and Raphael is talking about how like he's more creative than even Zachariah with the stomach cancer thing and. All that. And um, so, yeah. So, but they trap Raphael successfully. So Cassiel wants to ask Raphael where God is. And Raphael says something pretty dark uh, by, you know, by the standards of knowing that this is their goal right now, especially. And says that, uh, says that God's dead. Every time I hear that, all I can think of is, I think it was Monty Python. I think. Where it's just like everyone, like people knew that God were dead, but no one knew that God was so short. Have you ever seen that sketch? I'll, I'll find it. But that's uh, that's all I think about when everyone says God is dead. And it's just like, it's like but he was so short. Uh, so, um, we get, yeah, so Emo Raphael is making Emo cast now. Like, this is just a very yeah. episode. So, we cut back to the bar. And Sam's hunter buddies have shown up. Well, one of them, especially the main one, who I... Uh, blanked on his Tim, the main Tim, guy. Tim. Yeah. yeah. So he um he shows up and he's pretty beat up. And Sam's like, "Are you all right?" And he's like, "Nope. One of my friends is dead. I need to know the truth from you." I went into town. Demon, t- you know, got, got jumped, and the demon told me all about you. Right, row. Yeah. I- how do the demons know so much more than everybody else on earth? Like, what? like, is there like a website? Like, is there like, where, where is this coming from? Like they, like they are gossipy little bitches. They are. They, they talk too much. So Steve is dead and Reggie jumps in and grabs Lindsay and puts a knife to her throat. Extreme. Extreme guys. Like I get like, you are you sad know, that yeah. somebody is dead, but why do you have a knife to this poor girl's throat? Who doesn't know what the fuck's going on? She just happened to be there. Like, let this bitch go and deal with Sam. I'm sure this is working for her, too. Like, oh, it just God. seems oh, just like... No, oh, you're right. She's oh, in their drama. She's oh, she's God. in the she's in Sam's circle she's, now. Ugh. She's just in there like, oh, man, he's never <sighs> getting rid of her. She's going to be texting him for, like, forever. Like, I hope you have a... a send her to the burner phone. <laughs> yeah, that's not my favorite. 
So back in uh, the squatter house, Dean and Castiel have Raphael in this ring of fire. And he's like, Castiel tells him, like, look, we're going to, you're lying. We're going to find God. It's fine. And Raphael's like, uh, did you not see the 20th century and the 21st so far? Ouch. Um, they were so. great. You're not, you're not wrong. Also, the, the centuries before were not fantastic either. But Dean's also like, nah, if God's dead, who invented the Chinese basket trick? And I have to, I have to confess, I had to look it up because I didn't know what it was. Do you know what it is? Nope. Okay. So the Chinese basket trick is basically, and it, it generally involved a Chinese sex worker, but it just, someone of anybody who gets into a sex swing, right? So the female is in a sex swing. The guy is on the ground and then she like sits on his dick and then she spins around like in the swing. Oh, that seems like it's going to break somebody's penis off, but apparently that is what the Chinese basket trick is. And Dean's Dean's you know, that's why he has faith in God. So like new meaning to sit and spin, I guess. There are many meetings to sit and spend. Yeah. Huh. I don't know how I feel about the information that you just shared with me. All right. So we'll process that later. <laughs> um, all right. Well, okay. Uh, but, so, but Dean's also, yeah. but Dean also is totally calling out the angels. He's like, that's some bullshit. Like you've got fucking dad issues. And so you like start the apocalypse. Like what the fuck? So he's calling the angels out for this shit. Since the angels are really responsible for leading up to the moment that caused Sam to start the apocalypse. Yep. And Raphael is just showing that they are very entitled little brats oh, who are just total. like, we're so tired. We just want it to be over. But, and whatever we want, we get. I'm like, oh, okay. That's a lot of privilege that you've got yeah. there. All right, Mr. Yeah. Angel Face. Um, I guess you are an angel. Yeah. So you, yeah, whatever. All right. So we're going to cut back to Sam again. We're going to go back and forth. And I know. Like, yeah. yeah. And he's, and he's fighting, arguing with Tim, just like trying to like get away, get away from having to go through the whole background. And finally he's like, look, will it make you hate me any less or make myself, make me hate myself any less? Oh, that was an interesting um, take on it. But yeah, it was fucking true. Yep. And he basically makes him say, like, I started, I started the, the apocalypse. apocalypse. I was like, do you want to, to write it like in a chalkboard a thousand times? Repeatedly, like, like Bart Simpson style? Yep. Yep. And so back to the the angels and Dean, where at first I thought Cass was starting to sweat like I am. Um, but then I realized it's because the windows are open, so it's raining. Because I was like, why is an angel sweating? Uh, yeah. But I guess it's, it's raining and lightning in the house. In the house, time. which is, I really hope this is like a foreclosure water. house or something. Oh, water damage. Oh, God. Broken windows now. Now you've got some electrical damage. You've got burns on the floor. You're not going to sell this house. Not in this market. Uh, so uh, we're going back and forth and just like, and Cass is like, well, so if God's dead, then who raised me? And Raphael's like, Lucifer. And he's rebellious angels. What do you think? Right, well, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it kind of it kind of makes sense. And after something that gets said later, you're like, well, maybe. Um, hmm. But it's just like, Oh, yeah, like, you can't really... Well, that seems reasonable. I mean, both theories, either theory could work out at this point. So, yeah. we have Castiel call him a bitch, and they leave. Yeah, he calls him 
today you're my little bitch, which is a little more of a to, to Raphael, but still, I mean, he, he's got, he's got some good cutting lines in here. But so they're going to leave, and uh, and they just leave Raphael standing in the middle of this burning ring of fire in this house. By the way, just leave him there. So the rain doesn't cut this at like I, I don't know. And then now, fuck! Now I have a ring of fire stuck in my head. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, so at the bar we get a very upsetting scene i was really not a fan i mean i get why they did it i, I mean obviously it fits the story but like it was really upsetting and because these hunters steve or sorry steve steve's dead uh tim and reggie decide they're going to force De- sam to drink demon blood calling it go juice because they want him to hulk out and waste the demons that killed his bestie. Otherwise, they're going to kill Lindsay. So, in this fight with the demon, not only did the demon tell him that he started the apocalypse, he also told him that Sam liked to suck demon blood. And then they are like, hey, let me pull this uh, vial that I, blast vial that I have in here, and I'm going to take your blood and I'm going to feed it to Sam. It sounds like something Meg would share information-wise with a lot of demons. Eh. But still, I mean, also just the the empty glass vial. Like, why, why is that in your coat? Why do you have that? Um, all right. So, but they're just like, whatever, you're going to drink it. And then they get into a fight. Big fight. Brawling, brawling, brawling. And they get Sam pinned down pretty well. Yep, and they pour the blood down his throat. And then, like, they back away really fast because they're pussies. And they're just like, oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, what's he going to do? Do so bad, man. And then he spits it all over their face. And this is where Lindsay gets grossed out. And she starts clutching her pearls. Clutching her pearls. Oh, he's such a bad boy. He's a bad boy. He must have been an enforcer in the mafia. Um, And, uh... Yeah, he's about to he's about to get stabby with Tim, but then decides to let them run away. Yeah, I mean, I, why, yeah, the hunters just send away, but yeah. like still it was fucked up. Yeah, but he also just you know, he does like go, and then like don't think we won't be back. Don't think we won't be here. Nah, nah, and then just like oh, stop. It was, it was the the blood thing was very upsetting though. I didn't like that. Well, and then he got fruit punch mouth, and then he's just sitting there and Lindsay with his fruit punch mouth being like, and she's like, oh, I still like you. I still yeah. bang you. Yeah. You're even more flawed now. I could fix him. Ugh. I could fix him, I swear. <gasps> oh. So now we've got back to um, Dean and Castiel. And um, Dean makes tries to make jokes and loosen it up a little bit about, you know, makes crack about missing fathers. and. Now, what like he, exactly he says is, look. I'll be the first to tell you that this little crusade of yours is nuts. But I do know a little something about missing fathers and crusades. Well, fuck. We need to go back to the crusades. (laughs) Because there is a story I promised I would finish. Oh, yes. It's time for some cat Satanists. You've been promising. I have been promising. And I have been promising it's lore. So, I will say that I promise you, Cat Anus, 
And then I started listening to catching up on last podcast on the left's um, di- um, series on the Stanley Witch Trials, which is fantastic. But I got very upset because they also talked about the cat's anus. And what's really weird, based on the time that it came out, was probably the same time we were recording this. So there is a synchronicity in the world where everybody decided they were going to talk about these particular cat anuses. So, I don't... Yeah, go ahead. You don't what? You don't think there's a synchronicity about cat anus? No, it's just like the weirdest synchronicity I've ever heard. But go ahead. It's fucking weird. It it really is. It's just that that's the simulation, synchronicity, whatever it is. All right. So, Cass is going to boop us back. We've got our velvet back on. Ooh, Gregorian We're not going to poop for a week. We're not going to poop for a week. Um, probably with like we're in the high middle ages. You don't want. So I'd poop. rather not, anyways. Yeah, Fine. you're going to be like in a garter. I don't even know if garter robes were a thing. Which those were the holes like in the castle walls that were kind of like the the porta potties of the time. Um, but for the most part, you're probably just pooping in a hole or throwing your shit out the window. Anyways, okay. So not pooping is great. We got Gregorian chants coming on. Remember, Elizabeth has died. Um, But now that she's dead, Mr. Conrad has some extra time just to spend on chasing those pesky heretics. Uh, So it's 1231, and Pope Greg has declared, condemned the heretics that they be punished by the debt of hatred. So the debt of hatred means that you will be put to death and all your family and supporters would be excommunicated and also lose their civil their civic rights, including the right to hold office, to make a will, to get an inheritance, or to basically have access to any legal systems. So mm. this is what's happening to once you get accused and condemned, right? And mm. even your children and your children's children are going to would see a result of this. So not great. Um, You could also have the chance of, hey, I want to do penance, and then you might get the option of serving life in prison. Cool. Cool. That's a great trade-off. Appreciate that. Yeah. So that's coming out of the Catholic Church, but at the same time, the secular courts are also passing laws. So this is happening all over Italy, all over Germany, and other places. So the same basic things are getting put into the civil courts as well as the religious courts. Uh, Pope Greg decides that Conrad needs to get the full power of a papal inquisitor. And so mm. this is the first one in Germany to get that. And basically that releases him from the obligation of following procedure. And he just is kind of given the advice of just do your best. I mean, try and stick to you know what we said you're supposed to do like within our laws. But, you know, I mean, use your judgment. Right. Like, you know right. better, right? And, oh, so you can't do this work by yourself. You need to get some assistance, right? Finally, you know, like, I've been, like, torturing all these people by myself. Who am I going to get? All right. So he's going to get Conrad Dorso, who is a Dominican lay brother, and a guy named John. I'm sure John has the last name. I didn't see it. Um, But they do note in many sources that he was one-eyed and one-handed. That's the thing that was repeatedly said. So apparently it's a very important detail. Um, So you have a one-eyed, one-handed, 
uh, guy who is a uh, purple people eater, flying purple people eater. Uh, no, that's actually who Sorry. you're going to accuse later. That'll come up. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> both of these men are described as ignorant and fanatical, uh, okay. but they also have just a special ability to determine who is a heretic just by looking at them. And oh, that's so not terrifying just, at all. No, so looking at them like, nah, and we stake our hand against them. All right, so say you do get accused, right? And they're like, Diana, you are worshiping Satan. Um, so you're not going to get a lawyer or any kind of defense, but um, you do have the option of confessing your sins instantly or facing the flames. Or you could confess and still face the flames, but you may have a better chance. Um, anyway, uh, if you do confess, they're going to shave your head. I mean, both of us already have shaved heads, but mm-hmm. I think they would take off more. I've thought, I've thought about it anyways. It's fine. It's fine. You know, just want to see what that looks like. I just know, like, I will find a weird bump or something that, like, just... Like, so i never done the full shaved head. All right. Um, so you do have to show that you're repentant by naming the other people, which is the traditional world of, right. of, of witchcraft. Um, you have to name your friends. Heresy accusations, for yeah. sure. You, yeah. Got it. Yeah. you have to have people doing it with you. You weren't doing it alone. You can't do this by yourself. No one worships Satan by themselves, right? Hmm. Uh, it's a group activity. It is a group, it's a group activity. Um, and so they also, like, but people are like, hey, John and, uh, Caruso, or the fuck, the other fuck the other one's name was, I was just like, well, what if you're wrong? And so they're quoted as saying, like, we like to burn 100 innocent people among whom there is one guilty person, which is probably a very sophisticated thing for such ignorant people to say, because that's the the flip of the the foundation (laughs) of the Western criminal justice system, which is better that 100 uh, guilty men go free than one innocent man be punished. Um, So... Yeah, crazy that, and well, like that basis is something that goes back to Roman times, which was right. really much in vogue, um, which is one of the reasons why everyone says like the punishments were so harsh right now is because people were bringing back forth the laws of Roman times. Okay. Which, yeah, like anytime people say let's base our laws on things that happened hundreds of years ago, mm-hmm. generally not great. So. Right, for societies that fell. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, Conrad and his folks now, like, he's got his buddies, and they're just burning lots and lots of people. And But I think we have the main question we still haven't answered, which was, were any of them actually Luciferians? To which no, I, I respond... I thought it was, where are the cat anuses? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But the Luciferians question, honestly, the answer is, a fuck if I know. Uh, right. Because most of this shit is in really old German books, and nobody translated them all for me. Um, there were definitely heretics in Germany. And right. according to Jeffrey Burton Russell, there was one group called the Brethren of the Free Spirit. And they were in northern Germany. And they were making the church very uneasy with things. You basically was like, I don't need the church to be saved. And they also had the philosophy that urges to lust, greed, or other so-called sins should be fulfilled as soon as possible since they come from God. And the only evil is to resist these feelings. So basically they were like... Hedonists. 
heinous is like one way of explaining. Basically, it's, it was a hippie movement of the time, and there are lots of these hippie movements. Um, which is, you just think it's a cycle that runs through the world, right? Things are really right. bad. They sucked. And so cult cults become, obviously St. Elizabeth wanted her own cult, but there's all sorts of other cults that are popping up. Um, they did have some things that were like questionable. Um, so they thought that, you know, um, since they came from God, um, once they were initiated, they were the same as God. And that then they were incapable of sin and all things were permitted. They also thought that virginity could be restored by sleeping with like the members of the sect. So for example, if a group of them had sex with a woman, then the last person she would bang would be the holiest one because then he would restore her maidenhead and she would become a virgin again. Huh? That sounds healthy, right? Right. Uh, so huh. also according That's to all I got. yeah, also according to Russell, like he names actual Luciferians that were in Germany in 1227, who he said had orgies underground because sin didn't count below ground. Like so, like above, like if you're hey, eight, I mean... up, up, up in the the streets, like it's sinful. But if you're underneath, then yeah, it's fine. Also, uh, in twelve thirty, sinful in the streets, sinful in the, sinful in the streets, or something in the sheets. Uh, also, in twelve thirty one, the bishop bishop theory t h i e r r y the second did condemn a woman named Lucardis l u c a r d i s, um, which also like is also been spelled luck. Curtis, and she was burned at the stake after she claimed that Lucifer was wrongly thrown out of heaven and that he should be restored, which is a lot of the premise of Luciferian thought, right? And apparently Conrad is one of the people who exposed this sect. So this may be one of the Luciferians that okay. he, he brought out. An actual um, one. Maybe. Um, there also, I did see one author say that he was investigating a sect of Luciferians and that, quote, the confessions he extracted were apparently, ma- apparently made without torture, but under the threat of death if the victim did not confess. If these confessions were accurate, the Luciferians were full-blown Satanists. And seriously, an academic wrote that. He was just like, look, like... They weren't tortured, but, you know, they were told that they were going to die. But if they yeah. were true, then they were actually Satanists. That's that's some logic. Yeah, that's a lot of hoop. Anyways. Anyhow. Yeah. All right. So a couple years go on. Conrad's just torturing away. And some people are starting to get concerned. But they didn't want to say anything because he was the the Pope loved him so much that they didn't want to piss off the Pope. So most of the people were just like, oh, "This is a little, little bad," but oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't lose yeah. my standing. Um, but then Conrad does send a report to Greg that a Count Heidrich von Sien is leading a sect of Luciferians. And he rides a crab through the air. What? He rides a crab through the air. Huh. Which is awesome. Yeah. And so many questions. I'm I'm totally picturing the crab from Moana, by the way. But also, it was a big crab or a little crab? Like, like, what size of a crab is he riding? (laughs) (laughs) He's 
he just like is it like a Roomba? It's a little like a little crab. He's just like like a hover like a hover path. Yeah, it's like the the the, the shark cat like, but it's just like it's Conrad. It's a count, and he's just like on this little crab, Swing, just... sitting on it, swinging his feet. Um, he also tells uh, Pope Greg that they are all toad and hangover worshippers. We'll get to the toad in a second. And they kiss animals and have sex with them. And they meet in dark rooms. Oh, So this count is riding crabs and kissing animals and fucking them. Um, and the Pope is like, whoa! Shit! Oh no! You should have unrestricted powers! Yeah. And he tells everyone, just like, be like Carl, Conrad. Sorry, he, Conrad becomes Carl in some places, but it's Conrad. Um, all right, so he follows that up with the Vox and Rama, which is a very important decree that sets the stage for a lot of things that are come. But that translates to a voice in Rama, which is a biblical reference to a tribe that means nothing. All right. So, but now that Greg has told him everything, he in his this papal decree, he tells everybody what happens when you join the Luciferians because he's got the inside knowledge. So oh. within this very official document. We get to happen. You get to hear what happens when you join the Luciferian sect as an, a, a novice, an initiate. All right. So first, you kiss a toad, and then for some reason in the Middle Ages, toads represented sexual power. Hmm. I don't associate toads with a lot of fucking, no. but apparently, yeah. All right. I just I just think about having to hose my dog's mouth out because when he when Kevin puts a frog in his mouth and spits it out. Which he's done twice. I have to hose his mouth out because it gets foamy. Yeah, yeah. So you get the foamy things because some people do bestow their kiss on his hind parts. So some people kiss the toad's butt. Uh, others on his mouth, sucking the animal's tongue and slaver. I did mean to mean to look up what the fuck a slaver was. I don't. I don't, know. I don't think I want to know. Um. Sometimes the toad is of normal size, but others it is large as a goose or a duck. Usually it is the size of the mouth of an oven. So I'm picturing like a, like a old, like wood burning oven, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a toad this big, right? I mean, would you rather make out with a big toad or a little toad? I mean, I don't want to use toad, but if I'm going to have to choose between kissing its mouth or its ass, I want to be as small as possible. I mean, but what if you, like, miss? I I don't know. The the bigger seems easier to me. I don't know. Uh, So after you French the toad, though, then you get to kiss a cold, skinny man with black eyes. And um, once you do that, all memory of the Catholic faith is wiped from the initiate's mind. So I'm also, like, so... If I kiss a toad and then I kiss a skinny man, my Catholic guilt goes away. So after you make out with the toad and you kiss the skinny pale man with the black eyes, uh, all memory of the Catholic faith is wiped from your memory, which I would like to know if that takes away my Catholic guilt. So I will totally kiss a toad and a skinny. I, I have kissed many small pale men um so now i just have to kiss the toad so once i do that take away my catholic guilt we'll be all set all right so after you do that uh then you eat dinner then a then a black cat shows up and it shows up from behind a statue disappears 
and it's as large as a fair-sized dog, and then everyone takes turns kissing the cat's anus. I no. told you. I told you there would be a cat anus. No. There it is. Mm-hmm. All right, so after you're done licking the cat butt, then you have an orgy. And, uh, oh, and everybody's kissed the cat butt. I don't want yeah, to and then you make out with each other. You've also, like, Aww. you've kissed a toad. You've kissed a man. You ate whatever you had for dinner. Um, and then you oh, kiss a cat butt. Then. Oh. Yeah, no, there was no teeth brushing. Um, so you have an orgy. And then, so, quote, if by chance those of the viral sex surpass the number of women handed into ign- ignominious, ignom- what the fuck is that word? Ignominious. Ignominious? Sure. Uh, passions and burning in turn their desires. Men commit indecency with men. <gasps> oh, so everybody fucking. Everybody fucking. If there's more men than women, uh, the men fuck each other. If there's more women, the women also bone each other. It's an orgy, right? Like, you yeah. don't discriminate during an orgy. You just, you just bone, right? So then the lights come on. And Lucifer comes out of the corner, where apparently he was just watching the whole time. Like he does. No kink shaming, Lucifer. Like, if voyeurism is your thing, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So he apparently has the upper part of his body from the the hips, not the tits, the hips. Um, That shines brightly as the sun. Um, But below that, his skin is coarse and covered with fur like a cat. Now, I'm not sure how those two work together. Because hmm. how can you be coarse and also have cat fur? That's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, then the leader of the group will give Lucifer a piece of the initiate's clothing. And then you're in. All right. So I don't know what part of your clothing it gets. But you give, like, so Voyeur in the corner gets his trophy to, like, smell later or something. Um I will say, though, um, there was another guy in Cologne, Germany at the same time who did tell us similar rights and kind of really has nothing to do with Conrad. But, I mean, it was the same time, same country, same cat butt. All right. So <laughs> this initiate comes in and you have to renounce the sacraments. And so you're like, nah, not going to get married. Mm. Hmm. Don't want that. No communion wafer for me because that shit is nasty. I'm like, mm, those those things were so gross. Uh, So once you've done that, um, he's in. But so now you get to like take place in ceremonies, right? So that's all he has to do. You just have to like renounce it, let it up. Um, So, ah, so they start off once again. This time, oh, you kiss the pale dude first and then you kiss the toad. But you still have the pale dude and the toad. Um, and so then you get to meet up with a group in a cave beneath the cellar. Again, we're underground. And always underneath the cellar. So there's like deep, deep underground, right? Cellar mm-hmm. underneath that. Um, then the high-ranking person pulls down his pants and bears his ass. Then he puts a silver spoon in it. Then the congregation takes turn kissing the guy's ass. I'm not sure. Yeah, if they're kissing the spoon or the butt cheeks next to the spoon, but they're kissing a butt. Then after they get that done with that, they all gather around this pillar, 
And this cat jumps up on top of it because it's a thing that's high and a cat's going to jump on that because yeah. that's what cats do. Then the cat lifts its tail and then everybody can come forth and kiss the cat's butthole. Who wants to kiss cat? Like, somebody wanted to kiss cat buttholes real bad. Right? So either, like, this is my theory. There's a couple of theories. Uh, one of them is mine, and that is, yes, everyone, some perv just wanted to kiss a cat butthole, and it just took off. I also read that there is a chance that this all started off as, like, a nerd pun, because remember how I, like I said in the last one, monks were really in, and there are all these monks that were going everywhere to learn stuff. Yeah. They think that somebody made a really bad joke about a cat, and then it just and took it just- off. Yeah. Like he was probably trying to make a pussy reference and like some like <laughs> look at my pussy. Man, it was just like fucking Timmy in like seventh grade who like thought he was funny. And that's how we get to cat's butts. I don't know. That's one of the things. But anyways, mm. like they're still in it. But so bad game of telephone gone around. Bad awry. game of telephone that just turns in to people licking cat anus. And so but after that, then the cat just puts the light out. Because this cat is just like, because there's a lantern up there and the cat's just like, all right, thank you for cleaning the area I couldn't reach. And I have a cat. The cat can reach that area quite well on her own. Um, But then it just like, it just like knocks the lamp off the table. Fuck this. Fuck this lamp. Fuck your lamp. And uh, then everybody bangs. Because of course now you have to have an orgy once you're you all taste like cat butt and um, and person butt with spoon in it and also this one is masculi in masculos et femine in feminos so dudes banging dudes chicks banging chicks Everybody and bang. but I'm also not they never say what happens to the spoon like is the spoon still there. That's what was the purpose of the spoon? I don't know. This also, uh, born with a silver spoon in your mouth. That's a whole, um, oh, yeah. Anyways, all right. So, um, Pope Conrad, uh, Pope Greg, sorry, not Pope Conrad, Pope Greg has gotten these letters from Conrad and he demands action. Be like Conrad, burn them, burn them all. And he says their pestilence is like an infection. And once an infection has repelled lighter cures, recourse should be had to stronger remedies and iron and flames should be applied to the wounds. Hmm. So just basically let it light the bitches up. So he does that, but while he's, like, trying to, like, get people to follow stuff, uh, back in Germany, uh, the trial for the Count has started, and the Count has a lot of friends, (laughs) and they all kind of, they they show up, and they're like, no, he's not riding a crab, never, never, he's allergic to shellfish, you know, we saw him ride a lobster once, but he would never ride a crab, like, uh, so, but for that, he raised lobsters, and also, but Conrad is like, I don't believe anything you say because you're in with all of you, or you're in with Satan, and but and the bishops who are judging this are like, um, you crazy, and one of them actually writes a letter to uh, Pope Greg and is like, he crazy. He's torturing a lot of innocent people and Conrad's like, burn them! And so they don't want to, like, actually say, like, Conrad, you wrong. Right. So they kind of, like, put it aside. But basically, the Count is mostly acquitted at this point. 
And Conrad goes home. And on his way home, some knights run into him. Uh-oh. And also Lusa Kebab. Lusa Kebab is there with him. Um, and um, they kind of beat him to death. Well. And nobody's quite sure if these knights were the counts. But nobody's right. saying they were not not the counts. Yeah. <laughs> What can you do? What can you do? So, um, I mean, you create turn into a, an insane, power hungry, torturous asshole. I mean, what happens? Somebody sometimes get you get yours. Sometimes, and oh, so okay. he, sometimes. yeah, he dead, and so is Lucifer Bob. Both of them dead. Uh, he Conrad does get buried near Saint Elizabeth, so he gets that for him. Um, and the trials for the count um, and his friends do continue the following year. But shockingly, all the charges are basically dismissed because hmm. Conrad's not there anymore. But but Pope Greg, he's the last one who's left, and he's very upset. He's very upset that Conrad was murdered. That was his bestie. Hmm. He loved him. And he's basically curses Germany. He's like, that. And he goes on to finish wagering the Stettinger Crusade in northern Germany. Um, and that basically was heretics who, for all accounts, is basically, uh, they didn't want to pay taxes to the bishops. Right. And basically started a revolt against them. And so the bishops asked the Pope to go, like, go in on this crusade with him. He's like, no, no, no. And then eventually, like, I don't know how much the Conrad thing influenced how many more times, like, he started doing things. But I think it's certainly probably a possibility it did. Um, he got, does multiple calls for people to join this. And eventually 40,000 crusaders do come. And they wipe out this entire population of peasants, including women and children. Their death tolls end up raging between, like, somewhere between four to 11,000 people died during this, but basically just wipe out this entire race of working class. Um, then um, after that, because that wasn't shitty enough, right. um, the next year in 1234, he decides that, quote, the followers of the Talmud shall remain in a state of political slavery until the day of judgment. So he basically just says, I hate the Jews and they should be in slavery. And a few years later, he orders that all copies of the Talmud be confiscated and burned. Um, that results in like France, there's something like 10,000 versions of um, editions of the book that were burned. Um but thankfully, he was old and he doesn't live much longer. So he fucking dies. Thank God. Um, thanks, Satan. Whatever. Um, he dies in 1241. Um, but sadly, besides all those shitty things he's, do he's done, the main thing he's remembered for is he's a reason that people consider black cats unlucky. Fucking cat anuses. Cat anuses. And that is the story of whether or not they're elusive, or I guess the question of whether or not they're Luciferians in uh, 12th century, uh, 13th century Germany. Who knows? Whoa. We got fucking toads and orgies and cat butts and spoons. Uh, Isn't history great? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see um, now that we have Lucifer in the show. Well, but they're also, and there's a lot of 
as I'm you know, going through this, there were certainly um, parallels between that world and this world, uh, the supernatural world that, you know, could come through, like, especially with the last episode of mm-hmm. just, you know, the we start accusing everybody, everybody's evil and the black yeah. eyes came into it. So, yeah, it, it, it's supernatural. Yeah, I say it is. All right. So let's boop. Back to Dean and Cass. Yeah, so we're somewhere in Maine still. Maybe. And um, Dean, they're driving, and Dean's like, they, they had this conversation about knowing Dean knew in his heart that John was alive before when John was still alive when they were looking for him. And so if you, you know, doesn't he doesn't care what the Ninja Turtle says, if you believe God's out there, then you need to find him. And that's it. So, um, and then Dean kind of has like a weird thing where he's sharing with, with Castiel that he's fine without Sam. He's actually had more fun in the last 24 hours than in years. And I'm just, you know, I've been tired of being chained to my family and happy to be alone. And so Castiel disappears. (laughs) (laughs) But also I do get this Dean. Like I get the. Man, like, I have been watching out for somebody for, as coming off of a group vacation, see. Um, but, um, you know, after having been, or just in general, like, if you're responsible for a person, that does really much change, like, your day-to-day. Like, he's been stressed the fuck out. And well, it's dynamic, like, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I think it's all a cover. Of course, like, he wants his brother there. I don't think he's happy to be alone. I wish, no, you know, he's not. But also, I think, yeah, he got to let loose a little bit because he didn't have to worry about Sam. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's a cover mostly, but yeah. So then we cut to, I think, then we cut to the final scene of this episode. And uh, it's a pretty upsetting one, I'm not going to lie. Well, first off, it starts off with, I think it's even worse, like, once you realize what's happening, right? Right. Uh, So it starts off with him kissing dead Jessica's neck. Yeah, in his sleep, he thinks. And... So is he making out with Nick? Oh, weird. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of it. Because that's, that's Nick. That's Lucifer. Right. But you don't so know that it... at this point. Well, you it's don't know this, this but now that, like, I just, I'm not going to, like, do a spoiler because this happens no, in well, five yeah, minutes right from now. now. It's right now. Um, but I didn't, like, think about that. Like, so is he just licking <laughs> Lucifer's neck? That's crazy. I didn't even think of it. So, yeah. He thinks he's making out with Jess, and she's still like, you've got your head buried in the sand. Blah, 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 blah. You need to, you need to have, uh, you know, whatever, go do stuff. And he's like, no, there's a, you know, I can change. There's a reason to hope. And Jess says, no, there isn't. Oh, because it's not Jess who has, because has no hope. It's fucking Lucifer in Nick's body. I mean, and, at, least he does, like, yeah. at least he's not covered in cat fur that we can see. Like, and, like when and he's coarse, licking coarse her neck, skin. was it was it coarse skin? Like, was it? <laughs> and he's like, he, Sam's like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, you freed me. And uh, they have this back and forth. But basically, we come to learn that Lucifer wants to give Sam a present for freeing him. And, however, the bigger piece of this is, is that Nick's body, the, as a vessel, was plan B. 
Sam was plan A. Sam is supposed to be the vessel for Lucifer. So now we know that Dean is supposed to be the vessel for Michael, and which kills Lucifer. And Sam is supposed to be the vessel for Lucifer. What the fuck? It's crazy. Yeah, I'm so I really angels are to, dicks. I wanted to know what your reaction to this was. It was upsetting. Why would they do that to brothers? That's just rude. But that makes pretty. The archangel, the archangels are archangels are brothers. Yeah, I guess. So they and are. also they, for, they don't see li- it that way. Literally, like from a literary narrative standpoint, yes. its symmetry mm-hmm. is beautiful. But also, were you shocked? Yes. Like, so I wasn't like, okay, all right, well, shocking. Yeah, it's fucking Lucifer, not fucking Jess. Yeah, no, no, that's, that, that, no that, that Sam but was that a he vessel. was a vessel? Uh, yeah, that threw, that threw me. I was shocked. Shocked. Very shocked. And, yeah, so, hmm. And the whole reason that Sam was in the chapel was to be the vessel. Like, so it was all part of the plan. And Sam's like, no, fuck that. I'll kill myself. And Lucifer's like, yeah, I'll just bring you back. Sorry. And then you think back to what was said earlier about whether or not Lucifer was the one who brought back Cass. Mm. Does this mm. make that more plausible? Okay, maybe. But would Lucifer be strong enough to bring back an angel? I don't know. I don't know. Was, did he lick a cat's anus? I mean, well, does Lucifer have to do that? He mean... I think the cat is to. Lucifer. I don't know. Like, maybe he's it just symbolizes like, Lucifer. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, granted, but, like, if I really wanted to put somebody in their place, I'd be like, yeah, lick my cat's butthole. And, <laughs> uh, anyways, but so Sam just is like, you know, why me? He's like, yeah, uh, it always had to be you. It always gets. That's all he gets. But, yeah, it had to be you. It always had to be you. That is... Dark and sad and heavy. Yeah, and then also I'm like, oh, man, is he going to spy... Like, he already thinks he's a freak. Like, is this going to make him spiral spiral down that... I'm so different. (sighs) Yeah. We love the show. We really do. Sorry. No, I really do. I'm not convicting. I'm still enjoying it. I know that both of us just like, part of the joy of it is like, going like, edit. But like, that's part of it too. Like, I'm, you know, I wouldn't get invested and have that reaction if I didn't care. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It was upsetting. There was some really good, um, like the synchronicity and the contrast in this episode with like a lot of the edits with them being separate. We're still dealing with both of them being emotionally fucking challenged. But we did get, like I said, like I said at the beginning, even though it's not like it was just, it was a little like a bit of like a uh, episode. It also did give us a lot of important, I would assume story pieces that we needed to have. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big breaking thing in the storyline. Well, and then Raphael talking with, you know, that I think some of that probably is important. So yeah, that's what I got is God dead? Is God short? Well, I've got a few casting notes if we want to hit Woo! a couple of our, our members of this episode. Casting uh, yeah. call! Mm-hmm. 
So here we go. We'll kick off with Donnie uh, Finnerman, who's Raphael, a.k.a. or Donnie Finnerman, a.k.a. Raphael. It's played by Damore Barnes. Um, he's Mr. Uh, Mister Ibis in American Gods, and I might say it wrong because I read, read it not watch the show. Um, he's an ongoing no, character. Right. De- I think it's Doc- right. Okay, Ibis. Okay. And then Doc- Deputy Ibis. Chief. Ibis. Okay. Deputy Chief um, Christian Garland on Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Um, Garland. I know you're a fan. I know you're a fan, so I had to get that one in there. He was um, William Wintergreen in Titans. He was uh, Whitley in the 12 Monkeys television series. I love the movie. I never did watch the TV show. There was a TV show? Yeah, they made a TV show like Sci-Fi huh. Network. And then he was Wayne Martin in Branch, Texas, the Waco miniseries. Like about David Koresh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, I'm going to watch so that. Yeah. And then, um, so we've got then Lindsay, played by Emma Bell. She was in a TV Ooh, show called Dollhouse. Emma Bell, yeah. Oh, Dollhouse with Faith? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like Did you show. watch Dollhouse? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was. A, I, I don't Super know fun. if it's re. I don't know if it's rewatchable. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. But it was entertaining. I, I love Eliza Duke's shoe. So yeah. And then she was in. A, she was in Final Destination Five, which I did not get to, but I did see the early ones, which ruined me for life. She was uh, a really regular character on Walking Dead in 2010 to 2012. So early on, Amy. Um, she was, uh, the Emma Brown in the new, uh, resurrection of the TV show Dallas. And, uh, she was in one episode of Lucifer, but I mean, she was in other stuff too, but I just want to point out shows we actually talk about sometimes. <laughs> shows we actually watched. Yeah. T- um, Tim was played by Scott Michael Campbell. He was on like one episode of like a million TV shows, like one of those, but he also um, was in Project Alf, the TV movie in 1996, which I was just amused about existing and hadn't heard reference in a while. He was in Flubber. He was in Bulber. Ooh. Ooh. I know. I... We're, we're, we're pulling. And, we're going back. And Brokeback Mountain. I did see, I did know the Brokeback Mountain one. That I did know. Okay, and then he was on. He's on the TV. He was a regular character on the TV show Shameless, named Brad, and he was in a couple episodes of a TV show called Wayward Pines that I really enjoyed. Oh, that, that was a yeah, season. that was oh, kind of one, a little weird, quirky show, right? Yeah, it was real weird. Uh, I think I, and then I we think had, I got. In, I watched a few episodes. I don't know if I, how how far I, I got into it. I was all yeah, in. yeah. And then Reggie Hull uh, was one of the other hunters, um, played by Colin Lawrence. He was in several episodes of X-Files. He was in House of the Dead. Once again, he was in like one episode of a gazillion shows. But he was in The Watchmen as uh, as an, uh, an officer. Uh, he was in iZombie as a recurring character, Jenko. Um, he was in The Fixer Upper Mysteries, the miniseries that we keep saying we need to watch. Because it's about like mysteries that... Houses that are being renovated. Uh, he's this actually is the show coached. we need to make. Well, Not the show we need to watch. The show True. we need to make. Um, he's in the really popular current show uh, Virgin River as John, aka Preacher. I don't know on Netflix. That show. Uh, it's a Netflix show that like everybody's excited about. I don't know. And he was Coach Clayton on Riverdale. It's a regular character on Riverdale, which I'm oh, a fan. Oh, Riverdale. Then we got more. I got a couple more for you. Oh. We got some fun ones. I know. We got a bunch in this episode. We got Steve Reynolds. He was the other hunter, the one that died. Sean Campbell, once again, he was in like one episode of every show ever, including Wait, the original. Wasn't, hmm? wasn't the other guy a Campbell? 
Colin Lawrence. Uh, okay, yeah, the first, no, the first one, there was Scott Michael Campbell also. Okay. All three of these guys overlapped on a lot of shows. Not necessarily the same episodes, but shows they were on. But this Probably guy was actually... same, yeah. Yeah, same circles. Original episodes of MacGyver and 21 Jump Street. Okay. Like the original ones? Like the Johnny original. Depp and Rich, yes. Richard Dean Anderson? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, he was Richard in the New Adams Family in 1998. And he is in a Wait, ton which of one's movies. that? The New Adams Family in the 90s. Like the movie or the... What's the New yeah. Adams Family? The New Adams Family is what it's called. It was a movie in the 90s. Okay, I had to look at to figure out which Adams Family movie that was. Yeah. And he was in like bit parts in Sucker Punch, Man of Steel, Big Eyes, and Sonic the Hedgehog. I think I know who he was. Okay, I'll have to look it up to confirm. Okay. And so- the, the teeth Sonic the Hedgehog? The new one. Okay. And then um, Deputy Walt Franningham was played by uh, Peter Bryant. He had a bit part in the Jumanji movie from back when lots and lots and lots of mini- TV movies and television. Um, he was the, quote, black TV reporter in Scary Movie. Uh, he was in 3,000 Miles to Graceland as Tom. He was in um, Man Slash EVP, was what they called him, in White Noise, the horror film. Uh, he was in uh, Fantastic Four. Uh, he also had a bit part in Sucker Punch. He was uh, been an episode of Once Upon a Time. He was the Army uh, Chief of Staff in the Sonic the Hedgehog movies also. And he is Principal Waldo Weatherby in Riverdale. We got some fun crossovers, so there we go. We do. That was a lot today. I'm sorry, but I thought they were fun. Oh, ones. never apologize. Never, never apologize. Well, there we go. That's what I got. That is fantastic. I, I love all of the Riverdale tie-ins. We got Riverdale. We got Sonic. I got, the, got some freaking MacGyver in there. Throw in some Flubber and Bullworth. <laughs> like, come on. We got, we, we had a good spectrum today. We did. We did. All right. Well, thank you for the curtain call. Uh, <laughs> any final notes on the episode? No, I'm excited to see what comes back next. I mean, I know, like, here's, like, I'm not, obviously not a spoiler, but I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm ready for the brothers to get back to together. I like it. They work better yes, that way. Yeah. This is mm, annoying. I get that they've got to go on their emotional journeys, but I'm, okay. Speed it up, bros. So, that's right. Bruh. Bruh. Come on. Bruh. I have to say that. I know. Speaking of a problem. I know. All right. Okay. So, okay. Um, I think we're just going to end this. Okay. This is just how we end the show. All right. Fine. Whatever. Cheers, jerk. (laughs) Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Get It production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.